What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast. I'm your host, Jack, joined by my other host, Lorenzo. How you doing, Doyle? Doing pretty good. Another week, quarantine, as always. Things starting to look on the upsides. We got some good baseball news, maybe, but who knows? Not really. Nothing well, Nothing <laughs> developed. So I'm trying to, be, <laughs> trying to be optimistic over here. No, we're, we're just a pessimistic show. We're just uh, going to okay. cry about baseball for two uh, hours. Okay. Wait. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So today, last week we did something a little more fun. Today I think we're going to do something also a little more fun. We're going to create the best swing in baseball. Like the nicest, sweetest swing you can imagine. If we could design a swing, what would it be? It's going to be so smooth. It's going to be like spreading butter on toast. That's the Ooh. type of swing we're going for today. Mm-hmm. There's nothing oh. worse when there's like cold butter and you spread it on bread and it's just like breaks the toast and then it just drags. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wine back. You're spreading butter on like regular untoasted bread? No, no, no toasted bread. Oh, God. I was going to be like, are you worshiping <laughs> Satan as well? Like, what is wrong with you? No, this nice pulls out a bread. brick of margarine butter and a bag of white bread. It's like, boys eating lunch today. That's like, not the type of swing we're going for. No. If you have that type of swing, you're hitting 200. That's the Chris Davis <laughs> meal right there. Chris Davis swing is equivalent to spreading cold butter on untoasted bread. Nice. That's, <laughs> that's, that's good. how it is. <laughs> we should reach out to his PR team. I'm gonna reach out and ask for a comment on this uh, breaking news report. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to take the comment on this? All right, so that's what happens, guys. As a baseline, I'm inter- I'm interested to see what your favorite swing is, righty or lefty, because you're a righty in real life. But I am what's a better to watch? Most for dynamic you? righty in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me, I think for baseball, it's better to be a left-handed hitter. Because mm-hmm. they're just more right-handed pitchers, so mm-hmm. you want to be that left that lefty power hitter. Come on, David but Ortiz. To watch <laughs> what? So you like lefties more? To okay, to watch probably righties because I'm a righty as well. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I can I can do that. Like, yeah. oh, that's easy. Mookie Betts, Jackson went out of the park. I'm like, right-handed mm-hmm. hitter, easy. Yeah. But uh, JD, I think left-handed hitters are more more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think from like a st- statistical standpoint, I feel like lefties are always more loved. But I like I like a righty swing. A right, a righty swing is smooth. If you got a good righty swing, like I think Andrew Benintendi has one of the sexiest mm. swings in the game and hair by far. He's just a snack. Used to have the hair. Now he doesn't. He's grown it back though. He said. I think on Instagram he said he's grown it back. So. Oh, he's going to go for that awkward phase where he looks like a teen who doesn't yeah. do a lot of panic at the disco. It's okay. Yeah. We love you, Benny. Come on the podcast. <laughs> but still, <laughs> don't don't cut your hair, guys. It's, it's the quarantine rule. And I'm surprised Ben and Teddy's growing it out. Most people are just shaving it. Either either way, though, um, I like, for me, the ideal right-handed hitter is like a right-handed hitter who plays third base. It's probably a wagon. Yeah. Probably oh, got yeah. an ass that's a wagon, just mm-hmm. smoking bombs, 35 home runs a year. But the thing that I'm very picky about is a batting stance. For if I, mm. As like a right-handed hitter, I don't like when a batter stands straight up. Like the Anthony – who does that? Anthony Rizzo maybe? No. He likes squats. Who stands straight up? You know oh. what I'm talking – like uh, the kind of like – doesn't Aaron Judge stand straight up? Yeah, yeah. 
But you know what I'm talking about when they just mm-hmm. stand and they put their like they put their front foot in front in front of their back foot and they just stand straight up. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, your strike zone is so wide. What are you doing? Yeah, that I don't like that. The like Stanton steps like inverted. Like he has his front foot inside. It's like, what is? I mean, it obviously works, but it just looks stupid. But I'm also picky. I don't like even like I don't like the Juan Soto style either. When you're like hunched over, like yeah. you're doing a squat the entire time. I, you gotta be it's in, nice the middle, in the middle, man. Yeah, you gotta hit the middle. What do you feel about moving the bat? Like, do you like the Paul Goldschmidt? Just leave it on the shoulders, or do you like the Aristides Aquino, who he just like sticks it out like a fishing pole? <laughs> but here's here's my problem with moving the bat: wasted energy. That's true. As as somebody's hitting 500 home runs uh, every year, <laughs> yeah. can I play softball? Mm-hmm. I'm hitting straight bombs. I just find it to be pointless. It was like when Dustin Pedroia, like in his pre-bat, how he used to spin the bat yeah. and do his oh, jaw. I, I love that. No, oh my, I used to hate it so much. I'd always like yell at my TV. I'm like, close your jaw. He always did like, <laughs> three spins and then did his batting gloves every single t- every single pitch. Like he was dedicated. <laughs> okay, that, if I'm breaking down like a right-handed hitter, if you adjust your bats every, if you adjust your batting gloves every time, I'm not a fan of you. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I I love Pedroia, so he can get away with it. But I just, how can you be that committed to doing it every single pitch for like ten years? Do you think it's weird that these hitters have such like precise routines? Do you believe in that, like pre pre yeah. uh, pre bat rituals? I think it's like being at the foul line. You gotta, it's just a mental state, and everyone does it, so it must work. But what what was your pre bat ritual when you played? I would tap the outside plate. And then the outside part of the plate, then the inside part of the plate, and then I do one of like the Pedroia bat swing, and then load up. Nothing like too did fancy. Anybody, did anybody ever make fun of you? Were they like no. that's terrible? I did one when, when I did play. I would always you always adjusting the crotch, like every single pitch you got to adjust there. Uh, I would make sure I reached nice and low towards my knee area to intimidate yeah. the pitcher to make sure he knows that I, I'm kind of the real deal. So yeah. if you come inside on me, you're getting smoke. Tuck it into the sock. Oh, like 110%. I'm just making sure they're not they're not even ready. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I have a – so did you have any teammates who had specifically weird rituals? Not really. One, one of my teammates always took the first pitch, which is like kind of boring, but I just always – I just never got it. Just rituals in general. I was just, I kind of prefer the type of player who just goes up and just tries to hit a dinger and like doesn't really care. Like, I think that's respectable. Especially nowadays, it seems like everyone just kind of walks up there and does their thing. But like 20 years ago, it was just so specific. Like, certain players would like look into the stands at their mom every fourth pitch of the fifth game on a Sunday afternoon in May. Like, what? Well, I actually have a list of the weirdest MLB rituals in history, and we're gonna Ooh, go through them, okay. and you're gonna tell me if you're gonna tell me if they're crazy or not. Okay. But you didn't give me your ideal. Before we move on, what's your ideal swing? Your ideal batting stance? My ideal batting stance: righty swing. Love to see it with a one-handed follow-through. That's and, risky. You may be knocking yeah. over a grandma in the stands. Yeah. Well, you got to make sure those batting gloves are on tight. Mm-hmm. Definitely batting gloves. A decent-sized leg kick. I don't like when there's like. No leg kick. I don't like when there's a big one. Decent sized. And then going for not like the dinger swing, but not like the Ichiro slap swing. Just somewhere in the middle. Just nice. It's like when you press circle in MLB to yeah. show. Yeah, or yeah, a- yeah. is it X when you do medium swing? Yeah, X is normal. <laughs> normal <laughs> just, swing. I'm going for one-handed follow-through 
oppo double in the gap. That's the beautiful swing right there. You hit a home run. What's your bat flip? Are you a bat flipper? Are you more of a casual? I'm a casual, I'm all about business. Casual bat flipper. Like I'm not hitting it, looking, and then throwing it. I'm swinging, and then after the swing, it's naturally flowing out of my hands like unicorns peeing. That sounds what for me. I I'm one of those either a the swing and you drop the bat on the release like on the f- follow yeah. through. Yeah. You just let the bat fall behind you. That's nice. Or I'm uh, throwing the bat directly at the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and letting yep. him know what's up. I'm giving him a souvenir so he know mm-hmm. he remembers when uh, MLB's yeah. longest home run has been hit. He knows what bat did it. But um, CTE. I'm not a fan of leg kicks though. I'm gonna be honest with you. Nice, subtle. The people subtle who's one. pulling all the way up like they're doing the crane. Yeah, I'm like, my guy, you're gonna get struck out every time. Yeah, that that one's weird. I will say when uh, an- announcers analyze batting stances and they're like they do the side by side and I'm like, damn. You watch too much film, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I respect for too much. But uh, speaking of weirdest superstitions, I have a couple right here. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm very ready. I want you to, I want you to tell me if you think this is going too far or not. Oh yeah, I'm um, sure they all are. But like, do you believe? Just tell me, are they too far? They, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Ron Wright would shave his forearm forearms before ever ma- every major league game. That guy had some pasty forearms. Yeah, that one's stupid. There's <laughs> that one. I don't see how it can be mentally useful or physically useful at all. He might probably just he's be crazy. Some, he's probably getting extra sunburn. There's no protection on yeah. there. Straight. The oh my god. I don't love to see it. Also, that's a commitment. Yeah. What would that be for? It, maybe he's trying to get a tattoo after the game. Hmm. True. Maybe every after every game, he's he's like he's too scared to get a tattoo, but yeah. he keeps talking himself in before the game. Yeah, he's got to try it again the next day. He just he wanted to test. It says right here in two thousand two, he finally got a chance to test his hair free theory because he believed it made him a better player. Maybe because he was lighter. Oh, wind but resistance? how much? <laughs> how much is your hair, guy? Like maybe it's I a hair really, dude. I don't know. Not a fan. Uh, the next one is uh, that Jim Leland didn't wash his underwear. That's tough. I kind of like that. All right. I, okay. This is acceptable on two levels. If you're, you can do it if you're on a winning streak. But he didn't watch wash his underpants for twelve consecutive games. Okay, that's not bad. Oh, just twelve games. That's not bad at all. Oh yeah, no. I can Go accept that. that. Yeah. Okay, I didn't understand. I was gonna say it said he had over seventeen hundred career games. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like seventy-five. So I was gonna be like, that guy is inventing STDs if he's oh, not yeah. doing that. He's got some class there. That's acceptable because I do not believe in washing jerseys on winning streaks. Yeah, no, you can't wash the jersey if you're winning. If you wash your jersey on a winning streak and then your team loses the next game, you are forever yeah. forsaken. It is your fault. Even if they don't know, they know. Yeah. They're like, you smell like dryer sheets. What's the matter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Satchel Paige used to lube himself before games. All right. Now, this is – I, 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 I got an issue means. on this one. Uh, <laughs> like where? Like full body? Like seal level? or? He, Satchel Paige prosperity to have his right arm rubbed down with axle grease before every start. It would allow him to pitch nine in. He believed it would allow him to pitch nine innings every game. What? I mean, he did. He pitched in like the eighteen fifties, though. So 
Do you want to know how old he was when he's made his MLB debut? 17. 42. Oh. Really? Yeah. I don't understand. Maybe the axle grease held him back and he didn't realize because... Maybe. Okay, so if you're pitching and your arm's covered in axle grease, you know how hot that must be? Yeah, I don't I don't get that. His he, arm or, like, his finger? Like, did he use it on his fingers? No, he would rub his entire right arm down with axle grease. That makes no sense. Are you doing this even if you're winning? No. No, no. I'm not Just use some pine tar. <laughs> Yeah, what do you wake up every morning with a bottle of WD-40 next to yeah. you and you're like, <laughs> start That's rubbing weird. yourself down? No, is that another wind resistance thing? Because, like, your air would slip through the air? I mean, your hand would, like, slip through the air while you go to home plate? Is that, like, uh, is that the idea of it? I mean, it's not true, but, like, was that what he's maybe, thinking? Maybe, but as a, as a pitcher, I'm not really sure what he's doing unless, like, because you're not really running. No, but like his arm is like whipping towards home, so maybe did he think oh. it was like it would help? Oh, him maybe he's like faster. if I lube it up, it'll move quicker <laughs> through the air. Maybe, maybe this guy was like genius. Often walks alone, so I'm not. Who am I That's here to? True. He made his MLB debut. I haven't. Who am I here to doubt? Like, if you need to rub yourself up in axle grease or like <laughs> turkey gravy, which leads us to the next one. Oh, because. The 1984 Baltimore Orioles won 24 of their 25 games to bring the National League pennant to Charm City. Their own good luck charm consisted of drinking a glass of turkey gravy every day before batting practice of the team. Like each player drank one cup? Yes. The, the fact that they chugged gravy was a team-building exercise that keyed their success. Okay. I'm down for that. But here's the – so do you think that the turkey gravy was worth it? Would you be chugging it? Your team's on a 10-game winning streak. Your teammates start chugging turkey gravy. Yeah, Are you, you got to do it. Yeah, you're in. But turkey gravy has, like, the texture yeah. of, like, a sick cough. That's what it's... That's how it, it's just, yeah, it's so corona dense. Cough. And if everybody's eating turkey, drinking turkey gravy, that means not everybody's getting a chance to microwave this turkey gravy, mm. which means you're having some cold gravy. Also, but was the there even a microwave then? Are you eating gravy cold? I want my gravy warm. Dude, who eats cold gravy? Is this gonna? It's probably well, like it gets hot that like gravy? layer. Um, on turkey, <laughs> it gets that if it's cold, it gets that like layer of yeah, like skin ooh, on top. <laughs> it's like when you leave Jello too long, yeah, it, it starts to it starts to build skin to like protect mm. itself. <laughs> If it's congealed <laughs> gravy, I'm out. But if it's just if it's wet, I'm in. Give it to me. <laughs> it's gotta. It's, I don't want to like start drinking it and it slowly come out of the cup. Ooh. Like it's like making it's like it's like Turbo from the Pixar <laughs> movie, it's slowly moving its way down. And then you like shake the cup and it just hits you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> the players credited their success to this, but it actually turns out they cheated and iced balls before games. So this they would put just... soap. They would put soap around the pitcher's mouth so the opposing pitcher got slippery fingers oh, if they used it there. <laughs> they also made baselines lopsided. It's really no wonder they went 52 and 15 at home. That's they, they got a, Apparently, they stopped drinking turkey gravy, turkey gravy in the postseason and went 0 and 4, though, and got swept out. That's a that's a That should be like a book right there. That's a crazy story. Dude, 
okay, that may be the greatest pitching move of all time. You're just putting a little bubble soap around the mound. <laughs> so what? That's so the guy weird. goes, yo, he's throwing it, and then bubbles are coming out of his hands. This is kind of a off topic, but people really hate the Astros for cheating, but no sport is just anchored in cheating more than baseball is. Like, it's so it's much built on cheating. Dude, <laughs> There's so it's many so... ways to cheat in this one sport. It's crazy. I am okay with cheating as long as you're creative. Yeah. Technology Astros? No, because that's just like using technology. It's not even clever. If you put bubble soap on your mound to prevent the guy from showing a nasty curveball, you should win extra games, not yeah. be taking away games. That should be allowed. I'm done. 100%. I'm done for that. Just like put Vaseline on all the bags so whenever mm-hmm. someone tries to round there, they just there it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Uh, let's see the next one. Dude, these are a lot wider than I expected. Yeah, they're really old, though. So this one, Larry Walker would wake up every morning and set his alarms for 33 minutes past the hour. When he took back in practice, he hacked in multiples of free. His obsession stemmed well beyond his pregame ritual. So he was obsessed with the number free. He okay. bought 30 free tickets for 30 free disadvantaged kids. Wholesome. Seated in section 333. Okay, this is getting a little weird. Yeah. He got married on November 3rd at 3.33 p.m. He got divorced three years later. Oh, and his okay. ex got a $3 million settlement. No, Okay, no, I'm out. That's weird. All right. This guy <laughs> is messing with forces beyond his control. Yeah, Larry, like no. do you have a number obsession? No. Do you I have mean, a favorite number, like a kick for a number? Yeah, I, I like five. So it's like, oh, I'm number five. Oh, when it's 555 it's like oh you notice but then you don't like he went a little too far like that's a little scary yeah yeah like i love the number seven my rocks get off when it turns seven o'clock but like mm-hmm. i'm not over here not getting married at yeah. <laughs> on the seventh at 7. day of the seven month yeah like is that even possible <laughs> that's insane yeah, okay so Derek holland had an obsession where he stuffs himself with fast food before he start now before you judge him I think it's very important that we know what kind of fast food he was eating. Yeah. I mean, if it's... uh, If If it's it's Subway, he deserves to be shot into the sun. Yeah. But, like, if if you're you're his teammate and you see him scarfing down a Subway sandwich before he's pitching, you're allowed to throw a grenade into his car window. Like, it's completely acceptable. But, like, it says right here, he would gorge himself on enough fast food to hibernate an entire winter... Okay. I don't know how that's measured, but... <laughs> Me either. What's the unit of measure that he's using? Uh, so he would go to Taco Bell or Wendy's. Okay. No. We're talking risk factor. No. Yeah, Taco Bell is just Taco way too Bell risky. in the hot sun? You're going to pull Paul Pierce out I mean, there. What is Derek Holland ordering at Wendy's? They don't detail. He's Okay, wait. Let me see if I can find it. He, he didn't care about his waistline. His typical tab was $30. So $30 of Wendy's. Okay, so that's like three Baconators, two large fries, and more. Oh, my God. He had a lust. He said he had a lust for the drive through in particular. This is. Oh, he said he has. He lists off his order for Taco Bell. Okay. Uh, four cheesy Garita crunches with Cool Ranch taco shells, a spicy volcano burrito. All right. If you eat that before your start, and you ha- you have no chance of getting out of the second inning. Yeah. A chicken quesadilla, and to finish it all off, a caramel apple empanada. Ooh. 
According to scout reports, Holland's fastball topped out at 95 starts on average during his starts. Maybe he was using the energy into his arm yeah. instead of his ass. Yeah, like, who knows? True. His arm was, like, glowing was... red. So do you think you could pitch a major league game after gouging in $30 of fast food? No, I, like, I don't at all. I, I think it's kind before... of respectable. I mean, it is. He was a bigger guy, I'm assuming. Prop, you know, if you're if you're eating thirty dollars worth of Taco Bell, man, They're, like you're gonna roll out of camp training. Played camp for the, he's the Rangers, right? Yes. Um, but hey, I think this guy deserves the Medal of Honor for his commitment to his ritual, despite the amount of toxic diarrhea he probably suffered from, because that's that's brutal. He he's six two two fifteen, but he's he's not huge, so he just had an iron stomach, I guess. Apparent that maybe should be his nickname, Iron Stomach. Like, yeah. goddamn. I like that. Not gonna lie, not the weirdest one on here, though. No, I'm sure a lot of players do that. Like, their bodies are just machines that you can just kind of eat whatever and they go for it. This one is the one, the next one is the one I can relate to in the sense that I don't do it, but I can understand why. Richie mm-hmm. Ashburn used to sleep with his old bats. That he's walked in a thin line there. Like, that, that could be weird. All right, how? But I think it depends on what, how good the what the bat did for you. If you hit a walk off home run in the World Series, you bring the bat home, you stick it on the wall, stick it in the corner, show it off a little bit. You're not laying with it though. But what if you you bring someone? You're not home, spooning that bat. You bring someone home and you're all tucked in, and then you move the covers over, and the bed is just tucked in. <laughs> it's turning over. It's snoring. That's weird. Like, that's just strange. You bring home a girl, and you go to go to bed, and you're like, I gotta get my bat. <laughs> 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 got, sorry. This is, a, this is an open relationship. <laughs> and if he's, like, cuddling the bat, that's it's gone too far. If he's touching the bat, aspirin? I don't know if that's allowed. I think if you have to spoon the bat, I think that's if you're doing anything but spooning, it's unacceptable. If Uh Aspirin was in the midst of a hot streak, he wanted to use the same bat every time he stepped in a dish. Okay, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, It led to a mild case of neurosis in the form of sleeping in the bat. He didn't believe in leaving in the clubhouse. Oh, he just wouldn't leave its side. He said, I've been very lucky to be in bed with so many of my old bats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm noticing the trend with all these routines. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then it just turns out they're just crazy, like, dudes. Yeah. As they describe it, like, this guy's got some bat fetish. Yeah. Maybe he has, like, a love for oak or something. (laughs) He just loves wood. Okay. So, all right. This is get this is getting. Well, I'm so sorry, listeners. This is getting insane. <laughs> Rico Cardi's bathroom floaters is the headline. Okay, <laughs> this guy, no, <laughs> no it's not. It's from? it's from Complex.com. Okay. Uh, it's, so if you guys want to find it, it's on Complex. Changes pregame rituals in MLB history. This one, it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Outfielder Ricky Rico Rico Cardi started a tradition that would last the entirety of his 17-year career. Okay, if you're doing the same thing for 17 years, Jesus, he yeah, would float funny. five candles in both his bathtub and toilet before every game. That's a lot of candles. Okay, why the? T- My, who's floats? Who's floating candles in the toilet? Okay, well, try to explain to me the logic behind this. Did you just like he, see? That's five. Five candles that's, in the bathroom. 
So you're just putting candles in the bathtub and lighting them and just watching them burn? Yeah, I mean, sounds romantic. I don't... <laughs> maybe maybe the other guy was bat would yeah. love that day. Yeah, these guys should... <laughs> it seems like they got both half of a great recipe. They need to yeah. get together. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a great date. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. I don't know if we can read this. I got one more. It's a little on the edgy side, but um, mm-hmm. we'll just get it off. All stars prefer peeing on their hands to their batting gloves. All right. I'm not going to get too in-depth on this one, but who's peeing on their batting gloves? Wait, what? All stars peeing on their hands? It said both Moises Alo and Jorge Posada. Oh, Jorge oh. Posada. That's a big name. Were old school throwbacks, and by that mean they were some of their last hitters to not wear batting gloves to the plate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by that, they went with a more organic method that they believed, quote unquote, this is a quote, toughened them up by pissing on their hands before games. That's the that's awful. Okay, here's here's my issue. Um, you're just a normal guy, a rookie, let's say, Jackson Doyle, coming out of Newburyport, wherever you are, <laughs> Massachusetts, yeah. and you're making your major league debut. You're playing catch for Roy Posada. Mm-hmm. You're completely unknown. This man's a mad peer. Yeah. <laughs> You're touching yeah. that ball. He's just took a piss on. He he's literally hitting he, piss missiles. He, <laughs> he he invented the term piss missile. He did, yeah. We know okay. the origin. So okay, so now when anybody uh tells us that someone hit a piss missile, we'll be like, was it Jorge Posada style or yeah. like <laughs> what are you talking? I feel like this. I don't – hey, everybody do what you want to do. If you want to lather yourself up in Axel Oreo, date a bat, or pee on your hands, that's fine. But you should have to disclose this to your teammates. This is should be public knowledge, like yeah. tax returns. You need like, to wear a dunce every, cap that says, like, I do weird stuff. <laughs> you, should, you should have to send out a memo, corporate style, and let everybody know that you have a mad peeing issue. Because other than that, this is unacceptable. Like I, yeah. This is the most offensive one on the list. Jorge Posada Which would one? definitely have the coronavirus. Jorge Posada invented the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, I don't want to get canceled <laughs> five episodes in. So which one of these was the weirdest and which one are you most likely to do, Jack? Weirdest is definitely pissing on your hand before the day. That is so – I the only one that I could, would literally not do no matter how much money you paid me. Yeah. I think the one that I is the most normal – I could see the the candles, maybe. If you're just on a hot streak, it, light some candles again. You know, go for it. You're just that hot that you don't even need a lighter. You just touch the candles. Yeah. You're lighting on fire right yeah. there. Or like, get I Derek, get that. Get Derek Holland's Taco Bell and, like, wait five hours, <laughs> and then he'll light them for sure. That's a great part. I've seen a lot of potential for co- collaboration between these yeah. weird hobbies. Yeah. you got the candle and the date, the uh-huh. candle and Derek Holland. These guys should all be friends. Yeah. Um, The candle one just sounds a little bit satanic to me. So I'm going to go with uh, not washing your clothes for a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the only one that I could uh, feel like I could do. I have done. I've done that. I went, yeah. I think, f- uh, a month and a half without washing a hockey jersey I wore like every day. Mm-hmm. It's pretty stiff. Didn't even need a mannequin anymore. Just yeah. Put, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's pretty ripe. I lost most sense of my most sense of smell. <laughs> smell. <laughs> smell. But um, that's all I got on the uh, the weirdest rituals in baseball. Yeah, that's that's those are pretty shocking. There are some weird team rituals too, though. Like I think that's like a big thing with baseball in general, and yeah. like sports in, think, overall. 
team rituals are for like camaraderie and normally they're like fun and cool and get the fans involved like the nationals did like the baby shark thing like all that but i think when you baby really shark should have won a grammy yeah <laughs> when you dive really <laughs> deep into the individual players like things they do in like their own house and then it gets dark clearly as we just heard we just went down a rabbit hole on the internet. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I apologize to all the listeners, especially that last one. I've had a complete new uh, <laughs> reality check on what these baseball players are doing. But there also are some normal ones that I can completely get behind. Like if you want to chew eight packs of gum before each game, that's fine. Completely okay with it. Yeah. I- I'm all I'm all good. But um, what else do you got for us today? Um, I think that's really it. I've, I'm just feeling really enlightened about Jorge Posada's bedtime routines and peeing. Okay, so here's an interesting question. I kind of want to talk about pitching deliveries for a second. Uh, You know there's some weird pitching deliveries. You got like the uh, Brad Ziegler's of the world who are basically digging down, and they're probably getting a lot of bubble soap on their hands if they're playing against the Orioles because they're like touching the ground. It's it's, definitely slippery. it's, it's, It's a little bit slippery down there for sure. But, um... What do you think? What is your opinion on people who pitch either a submarine or B sidearm? Do you think it's stupid, or do you think it's more effective than pitching straight on? I think. What scares you more as a batter? Someone who's pitching straight, someone submarine, someone sidearming. I think it's very complicated. But bottom line, and then I'll go deeper into it. There's never been a legendary sidearmer, and there's many legendary normal pitchers. I think the only reason they're effective is it's just different. It's kind of like the knuckleball. If everyone threw a knuckleball, it wouldn't be good. But you're so used to seeing 95, then when you see 80 and it's jiggling like a lot of jiggling. jiggly Great things. Term. Yeah. <laughs> it's gyrating to the plate. That's that's when it's different. So I think the side armor, it's kind of a lost art now, though. There's no side armors. As a kid, I it's loved true. it. But now I think I'd rather just see Verlander get up there and hum some dingers in there. So if I, you had to rank them in from scariest to least scariest, if as a batter, what would they be? Um, on like what scale? So like as a hitter, you go up to the plate. You got a traditional pitcher. You got a submariner. You got a side armor. Who scares you the most, and who scares you the? Who are you wearing their skin, and who is gonna strike you out in free pitches? I think the side armor is the easiest, then the over the hand, and then the scariest is the submariner. Because they're also the su- wild, so you could get the, hit in the head. The submarine is by far the scariest for two reasons. Oh, yeah. Number one, how do you start pitching like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do like you wake people... up one day and you're like, I want to like rake the leaves when I pitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people do it because they're like injured or they just were taught like a weird way how to throw. But I don't I don't know why you would start doing that. There is zero chance I am bunting, even getting a bunt down against a submariner. I'm walking up there shaking in my cleats like Aaron Judge whenever he plays the Astros in the AOCS. Just shaking. Terrible. Shell of myself. By far. The least, the most scary to me is uh, so that, and then the least scary is the traditional pitcher. I know what you're doing, buddy. Yeah. You may, you may get me on one of your like special little curveballs or some bullshit, but like I, I know what you're doing. There's no surprises. It's like going to Olive Garden 
You know you're getting breadsticks. Mm-hmm. They may suck. They may be great. Who knows? But you know what you're going to get. And you're Side armor. Too. Ask exactly. Emil, you're asking for some to go. If you don't ask for breadsticks to go at Olive Garden, you're just not American. Yeah. But you go you go there, and but you know what getting? Side armor, like you said, could be wild. Either they're completely nasty or you're shelling them. I just like the known commodity. So I've actually never gone against anyone who's pitched sidearm or submarine. So that also scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. it's definitely rare. It's just, it's scary because you think you're going to get hit. But it's also slower. But it's just, it's weird to look at. It's like it starts, so like it comes out of a different, uh, obviously a different angle than you're used to mm-hmm. as a hitter. So it's like kind of rising at you, or like if you're a submariner, yeah. it's kind of coming at you to start, or it looks like it. Yeah, and the, I'm flinching. I'm flinching yeah. immediately. I'm like, ah. <laughs> there is nothing more satisfying than to watch someone hit a home run off like a rising submariner fastball, though, because it's just, it looks, me- it's just beautiful. Like the pitch comes up, and then you just got a big body, like just like a, a thick daddy sitting in the box just hitting a <laughs> moon shot. And it, uh, there's just nothing like it. It really up. is. Prince Field is just sitting there. I'm going to have to go watch some submariners get absolutely smacked after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would find it impossible to hit a home run off of a submariner. Because if the yeah. balls... So if you're like a pitcher, your ball is coming down at a downward trajectory towards you. So mm-hmm. it's just easier to get under it. But if it's already coming up, I feel I feel like that'd be so difficult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's just rising at you, I'd be terrified. But they're real. I don't remember the last time I've seen a submariner pitch in the major leagues. Yeah, Z- it- I think Ziegler, he was, like, pretty effective. Darren O'Day, his sidearm. I, the only thing I think that is stupider than a sidearm pitcher, do you remember that ampidextrous pitcher for the Oakland A's? Yeah, the amphibious pitcher. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hated that story. Yeah, he did nothing, right? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Um, but I don't think he was ever anything. I just didn't even I don't even know his name. But um, I'm gonna find it. But I just thought it was the stupidest. Most it was Ambi Bohanan Jones, is what his name was. Really? Nope, that's a lie. I completely googled the wrong thing. Oakland Pat Vendetti. My yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put in a rule though. After him, there's a Pat Vendetti rule. Mm. Uh, whose rare ability to pitch with either arm required both major and minor league baseball to create a rule for ambidextrous pitchers, known as the as the Pat Vendetti rule. I know this one. It's where you, as a pitcher, you have to declare yeah. what side you're pitching from before you do it. Okay, this is only cool if you're good. Yeah, I. The only way it's like a less cool version of being like Shohei Otani, where you hit and pitch. It's like, oh, I can pitch righty. Oh, and then a little lefty. It's like, mm. But here's a question, though: Is it if you're able to do that? Do you don't do you look like a jackass if you suck at one of them? Yeah, if you throw righty and then you go, oh, I'm gonna switch to lefty, and then you give up a home run, you just look stupid. Like it's very risky. I feel like it's more of an unnecessary flex. Yeah, and if you're pitching with both arms, you definitely have a better one. Like one is gonna be stronger. A hundred percent. You you alternating what hands you're using to eat your chicken with? Yeah. Like, come on, my guy. There's no way. I just think that's an unnecessary developed talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was a cool story. It it definitely blew everyone's minds. But now it's like it's it's just too it's too dramatic. 
Like, I would rather watch Brian Johnson pick 100 and, yeah. pitch 162 <laughs> regular season games than watch this guy decide whether or not he's going to throw you a left-handed curveball that's going to get hit 800 feet or a right-handed curveball that is going to go through his face. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care. I think it's one of the stupidest things ever. But that's that's what I found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably the the weirdest pitching delivery of all time. Oh, uh, Andre being able to throw both sides. If we, so, going back to our other conversation, because uh, I think this is about all we have left on the show, um, that is by far the least intimidating of all of them. Yeah, watching someone like do a little three sixty and switch places <laughs> and, and put their glove on their left hand. Do you have to have two gloves? No, he had a special glove made where he both oh hands. Oh my fit god! It. it was kind of oh cool. my that god! No, cool. no, 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 not cool, <laughs> not cool. I bet he was the cool. The coolest part was the. The article, there's an article talking about it, and it went viral because it called him an amphibious pitcher. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does amphibious even mean? Hey, I just, I just cited some realtor from Oakland instead of the the pitcher from, yeah. <laughs> from the Oakland A's. So who knows? Well, what does amphibious even mean? Um, when you live on the land and water, like frogs are amphibious. I think they just meant to say ambidextrous, and they said amphibious. <laughs> Oak, the Oakland days have caught up the first amphibious pitcher, also known as Aquaman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he just had a big movie release, but now he's coming to pitch out of the bullpen. <laughs> great, great reporting. But I think that wraps up this episode of the 32 Podcast. Yeah, we were kind of all over the place, but we, we covered everything, I think. We did. And you know where you guys can find us. You can find us on any listening device, mainly Spotify, though, I believe, correct? Yeah, Spotify is the... I mean, everyone uses Spotify. Just find us there. It's easy. You, yo, Joe Rogan got paid $100 million to do Spotify. Yeah. We're next in line, so you yeah, know what probably, to do. Probably, like, next week we'll probably make $100 million, so... Easy. But you Catch guys us. can support us by listening, following, and liking on Spotify. Uh, and I think that wraps up this episode of the Turning Through Podcast. We will see you next time. See you then. <laughs>